Hello there, everybody. What's going on? Another week going by. Another episode of our podcast, episode 37 here of the Bento Box Gaming Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nicholas Takanakis. Uh, we actually have a special guest with us today. Uh, if you have been to our in-person tournaments at Double Nickel, you have seen him. Uh, A.K.A. Big Dilf, A.K.A. Flexington Steel, A.K.A. Polo Jean Shorts, A.K.A. Josh. Josh, how you doing, friend? Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Hi, my name is Josh. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, you know. Feels good to be alive. Feels good to be here. Yeah? You yeah, actually, man. you have the honor of being the first guest on the podcast here. No way. Yeah, you are the first guest that we that Jordan and I have had on the, the podcast here. By the way, Jordan is here. Jordan, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Josh. So welcome to our first ever third third person on the show, as Nick was saying. Yeah, it feels it feels good to be here, you know? Like I feel like some sense of pride, you know. I'm number one. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel it's, the uh, most important, yeah. even though I'm the least important. Actually, I'm gonna mock. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note here in our thing, Josh episode. So now we know that this was the Josh episode. Thirty-seven so will always be yeah. the Josh number now. Yes, this will always be the Josh number. This is my but, number now. I own it. But yeah, thank you for for joining us today. We're gonna talk about some video game stuff today, if that's all right with with all of you. Video games. Video game stuff. So, um. But uh, Jordan, how are you doing, by the way? I forgot to ask you how you're doing. You know, I'm I'm hanging in there. Uh, I got to play, you know, working on some Animal Crossing, uh, perfect, Ooh, yes, making yes. my island better each and every day. Uh, mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank just came out with that 60 frame uh, update, so I've been d- jumping back into that. Okay. Uh, working on a challenge mode playthrough of that. And been playing a lot of Overwatch today. I actually was able to get myself from my tank ra- uh, rating from 1300 to 1500 so numbers very productive today wow basically all that means is that i i won a lot of games i think i think i had like an eight win streak actually as a tank you're done good and that was solo queuing yes okay 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 i see i I was having an exceptionally good game uh as tank because it's very hit or miss for me as tank because i i find that tank is not a position that can typically dominate a game like that, like that can just take over, especially mm-hmm. in Overwatch. Okay. But I, uh, I got very lucky today, and I'm very, very blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag thankful. Hashtag thank you, Jeff Keeley. Yes. Hashtag meatball madness. Uh, Hashtag meatball madness. Nick doesn't like even know. Nick meatball doesn't madness. know the legend of meatball madness. Well, it's not um, just Hammond. Yes, yes, but it's very specifically six Hammonds all spinning around in the same that area. That is Meatball Madness. Yes. That's a whole Meatball Soiree. <laughs> soiree like Meatball. On. That's a lot of meat. That's a lot, mm. That's a <laughs> lot of meat. If, if our episodes had names, I would like to name this episode That's a Lot of Meat and just not have any context to go along with it. All right, done. The, the Josh episode, That's a Lot of Meat. <laughs> That's a lot of meat. <laughs> You think, um, you think but, I won't, Nick? I mean, listen. That's true. We, we, we do have... Wait, yeah. I'm stupid. We do have... Yeah. Just name it, that's a lot of me. I don't know why I thought we didn't. Um, you know, I I, it, it's just because it's, you know, that's typically uh, my, my job, my part of it, you know? Well, that and I don't listen to these uh, these podcasts ever. I cannot stand the sound of my own voice. So I, if I did go back and listen to these episodes, I would shrivel up and probably fold like a protein if I heard my own voice. You know, that's very common for uh, 99% of the population. The other 1% is Morgan Freeman. Oh, well, yeah. 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 That man narrates his own life. <laughs> but uh, let's go down our list of things we're going to talk about this week. We got some cool stuff. We got some okay stuff. Uh, E3 is coming back this this year, kind of, sort of. Uh, I wrote this next one down as Animal Crossing Bab. Uh, Build-A-Bears, <laughs> those came out today, so we're going to talk <laughs> about those a little bit. Uh, I put some stuff in here. Our good friend Josh is a Monster Hunter freak. Uh, Enthusiast. Mon- Enthusiasts uh, is the other word you can also say. Uh, so we're going to talk about how Monster Hunter Rise is just selling ridiculously well. 
Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Borderlands movie because they announced a new uh, new actor announced for that today, as well as the basic plot line and like kind of what they're doing with their cinematic universe in comparison to their video game universe. Ooh. And then we're finishing up with Big Monkey versus Big Lizard because jo- both Josh and I have seen uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Have you seen Kong versus Godzilla, Jordan? I did not get to. Uh, I was I was really kind of hoping that uh, uh, before you know uh, the start of this week, I was hoping to kind of be there with y'all. But uh, yeah, yeah so I didn't get to get get the chance to watch it yet. Gotcha. So we'll, we'll, we will try to not spoil the big monkey versus big lizard fight. I mean, like, is like my only worry uh, is being spoiled who wins. But I okay. have a feeling there isn't really like a winner. I don't think this is that kind of movie. What if there was a like, what if we were just like straight up like, oh, yeah, uh, Kong just rips him in half and then the credits rolled. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah, it's, the movie, it says two hours, but it's two hours of credits. It's like a 10-minute movie. <laughs> Kong really yeah. just walks up to Godzilla and just rips his dang tail off. A lot off. of CG. So. Yeah, like... But that being said, there isn't, like, a winner like that, right? I'm not gonna say. I don't want to spoil I mean, the movie. Somebody, okay, somebody okay, okay. walked away. Somebody walked away victorious. Okay. Is it me? It could be me. It was I me. I, I saw the movie, so I'm victorious. I am. I'm about to say, I won. Someone, I, I stay winning. Someone's named Vicar. Victor. Victor? Nobody's yeah. named Victor in this movie. No. There's no Victors. There's no Victors it's... at all. Hmm. There's um, uh, Millie Bobby Brown's in it, but she's not a Victor. She's Millie. Ish. I don't remember her character name. If oh, I'm being honest. Character name? I don't remember any of the character names because the, the human element of that movie is so forgettable. Yeah, I mean, there was one person named after me, and that's why I remembered him. Well, yeah, but he exactly. also was just like not a rememberable character at all. So yeah. there's also you know Godzilla. That's character. I mean, just yeah. There's also two giant species of things fighting. King Kong's there, another character. Yeah, it's almost like it's but, in the title. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get started <laughs> on the dessert here. Let's get started with the first course. Uh, so after some confusion of what was happening this year, because E3 didn't happen last year, it was just completely canceled. And good old Jeff Keighley kind of, like, did his own kind of thing last year with Summer Games Fest, which is also happening again this year. Uh, the ESA, which is the organization that runs E3, announced that we're going to have an all-virtual E3 this year, coming in June. Um, it's coming... It's taking place June 12th to the 15th. And we got some big names signed up already, including Xbox, Nintendo, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two... And a bunch of others, uh, and then some other companies that have yet to be announced yet. Uh, so, yeah, that's happening this year. And uh, it uh, it has been mum uh, of PlayStation and EA and their involvement yeah, yes. in the show. Mm-hmm. So no word on them yet. No. Yeah, that's like I don't know because like Sony always does their like presentation. I wonder if they're like actually just kind of separating themselves from e3 altogether and just doing their own showcases because their last time they did the like showcase last year for the playstation 5 mm-hmm. that was like it was really well done i really enjoyed it, it a lot was. so i feel like it'd be nice like so nintendo does their directs xbox is xbox xbox is xbox you know they they don't really do anything um but like sony's like presentations every single one has been really good and like then i don't know like, I really do, like, I don't think Sony's going to be here this year. Honestly, I, probably not. They're probably going to do, like, this July thing. Like, probably maybe do, like, an event in July or, like, a week after the show. Um, but, like, I, I understand them doing their own separate thing. Yes. Uh, I also understand them not doing, like, anything. Really? You know? Well, yeah, because, like. They just had this giant PlayStation thing last year. They don't really, like, what are they going to show? My my problem is with, with developers right now is, like, announcing anything right now is very touch and go still because, like, the way I see it is the things that we got announced last year, right, those were things that were already far along in development and ready to be announced. Anything this year is going to be impeded by the pandemic uh, that we are, are still very much in. Mm-hmm. So with everybody working from home and whatnot, I just don't know how how much work is done 
on any of their, the things that they're doing. So I'm not sure if they'll even have anything cool to uh, announce. I mean, they're still they're they're saying that we're still getting Horizon, uh, whatever the sequel to Horizon is. Like that's coming this year still, and they said 2021 for God of War, but who knows? Right, what about um, Arc Two featuring Vin Diesel? Oh, oh yeah, Arc Two featuring <laughs> Vin Diesel. I need to see that. It's Vin Diesel the game, except he's not a. Uh... Imagine in Arc Two, like there's cars and stuff, and he's just like, what? If, what? If the pre-order bonus for Arc Two is like a Dodge Challenger. <laughs> they just rip through like the dinosaur land with. I don't think I don't know, man. I don't think the Dodge Challenger is gonna be that good. There's like there's not any paved roads. So there's like a paved road DLC. Like it's just gonna be like microtransaction, like hell. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, all these people are gonna be there. And I guess that too is like what what's Jeff gonna do for his what's Jeff you gonna do for his summer games fest? Yeah, because he was like showing off a bunch of like weird shit last year. Yeah, Maybe it'll be like him and Kojima playing patty cake for two hours. I mean, it'll it'll be interesting. I because for some reason I just wouldn't expect then because if if PlayStation just says nothing, then I think that that would equate to a, a, a an overall lack of messages coming out you know i don't think we would see all that many big announcements from from anybody really i'm sure but i'm sure yeah. nintendo and playstation can throw and xbox like those three they just have so much stored up in the back pocket because they have so much stuff going on that i'm sure they can put that they'll have something heavy Oh, I'd hope so, but at the same time, too, I don't want to see an E3 event where, like, every game is either listed as coming soon or 2024. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. I don't think we don't will. Care. Yeah. I, I feel like that's going to be the case, though. A lot of the games, like, the, because, like you said, everyone's working at home, so it's a lot harder to get the work done. Yeah. We've seen that with, like, Cyberpunk, you know, like, with Cyberpunk being, like, especially mostly work from home, and they were just cramming. Like, I don't want to, I don't want that for developers. No, like, that's really messed up. Like just having to do all that work and then people still don't like your game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see another cyberpunk happen. And like, I feel like whenever they announce like releases like this, like they're so far, like er- they're so early in development. Like they focus on like making a trailer and then they're just like, all right, now we got to make a whole game. Like, oh my God, it's yeah. time to actually it. make what we said we we're going to make. <laughs> um, maybe we'll, well, I guess we can do the, uh, because we're, we're a video game podcast, so I guess we're not officially a video game podcast until we do our own E3 predictions episode. Uh, so maybe like closer to June, we can we can do that and you know say some wild shit that probably isn't gonna happen. ET, uh, I'm calling it early. Yeah, I don't care. Maybe maybe uh, new Silent Hill game. I want it. Ah, uh, oh, that is interesting because Konami is there, and I'm like, what does Konami still make? Besides <laughs> like that football, they don't make like a football game or like a uh, Pez. Yes. Oh, PES. Yeah, P, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Pro Evolution Soccer and uh, uh, nothing. And Pachinko Machines, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they have <laughs> some Metal Gear Solid news. Mm-hmm. I mean, ha- mm. how long has it been since MGS5? It's been a minute. They, I, uh, it would be more likely too, that I'm we see it. some oh. weird, yes, like a weird spinoff like that, or a second survival, or what was it, Metal Gear Survival? Is that what it's called? Yeah, MGS yeah, like seeing a second one of those six years ago. I don't think Metal Gear Battle Royale. Ooh, not you would, know, would not surprise me. Yeah, not would not be surprising, but I don't think we'll ever see like a true well, maybe, Metal Gear Solid without maybe Kojima. They'll, they'll show. Um, a trailer for the new Frogger movie. You know, maybe there's a Frogger movie coming. Actually, there is. Oh my god, I can't wait. No, they're yeah, it. they're literally. Hold on, I know I didn't just see this. Did you get? Did you get got by about. April Fools? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. Because uh, I remember people talking about it and then being like, "It's not actually Frogger." Oh, I'm sorry. Not a movie. It's a game show. My bad. Okay. Uh, yeah, the classic video game Frog will become a game show to for Peacock, and it sounds like it's just like a uh, like a Wipeout ish type TV show. So maybe they'll show that off. I could be into that. That's a, I'm 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 interested. Like, yeah. That sounds like a up. good idea. 
<laughs> you can watch it. You just sign up for Peacock and you watch this cop out of uh, Most Extreme Challenge. That's all it is. It's a cop out of that. <laughs> um, they did say though next year they're they're planning that E3 2022 is going to be in person next. So I mean, like, it definitely is still way too early to tell. Fingers crossed that the pandemic ends soon, but. I would it's, say that 2022 is a safe bet, but like at the same time, like I hope. I don't yeah. know, man. We said about we said 2021 we're gonna be good, and uh, remember, <laughs> remember they were like six weeks to flatten the curve, and here we are. Oh yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, six week pandemic. You know, it's not a big deal, and everyone's just like, yeah, it's not a big deal, and then six weeks turn into year one, baby. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. Don't give me hope like that. Hope is a dangerous thing. It is. So maybe we'll maybe we'll uh we'll get press passes for next year. We'll be on the floor at E3 2022. We'll be coming from there live. I'm gonna go in a really baggy suit. I wanna go in like uh like a mafia style suit. No, I'm gonna go like early two thousands fashion, like baggy suit. Oh, you wanna get like like Jinko <laughs> jeans and shit. Yeah, like Jinko suit. Yeah, Jinko suit. Ooh, that would be interesting. It's going to have zippers in places it shouldn't. <laughs> Bro, why is there a zipper on your shoulder? Shut up. That's where I keep my smarties. Don't like, why is there a zipper in your armpit, man? I... Dude, ventilation. Come on. Oh, shit. That's, you know, that's actually easy, easy access to reapply, too. Yeah, like, I, you got to be like, yeah, put on deodorant. I'm like, like Yu-Gi-Oh players. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, you want to talk about stuffed animals? I, I'm I'm into it. Do I? Oh, I'm really excited about this. Actually, let's talk about some stuffed animals. Uh, so randomly, yesterday, they announced that the Animal Crossing Build a Bear collab that was announced. I feel like I don't know, like a week or so ago, maybe a month. I don't know. Time doesn't exist anymore. Um, was coming. And then, like, this morning, I feel like out of nowhere, I saw, hey, this is launching at 10 a.m. PDT or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and you got into a virtual line, and they put, they were just waiting in line on the Build-A-Bear website to buy, to get your chance to buy a Tom Nook or Isabel Build-A-Bear plushie. Um, they both come with their New Horizons summer outfits. So Tom Nook is in the button-down shirt with the green leaves on it, and then Isabel's in her salmon-colored one with the leaves on it. Uh, so, after... For, I, I got both of them, because I wanted both of them. Congratulations! Thank you. Congratulations on your wealth. <laughs> uh, both of them are $51 a piece. So I did... I 100% spent $100 today on Build-A-Bear stuff, but I'm, I'm a proud... 27 year old man who has his own <laughs> place so i can do whatever the fuck i want yes you can uh, also there's another thing i wanted to say that involves tom nook josh you know the meme but i'm not sure if i want to say it on our podcast but i think you know exactly the meme i'm talking about with uh tom nook oh, and the yeah. of his voice uh so the build-a-bears i don't know if you guys check these things out or not um they came with it was so there was a couple different options you got the Build-A-Bears, and then either it would play the Animal Crossing theme song, or, and this is what really gets me, uh, phrases of the character. I saw and this. What what do they mean by phrases? See, that's what I don't fucking know. Because what do they, they don't say, is literally. It, is right, it going to uh, be the, the gibberish? Josh, if you could, <laughs> real quick, help me out. Can you approach me? As the villager, I'm Tom Nook. I need you to ask me a, a question, and I'll respond to you with one of Tom Nook's classic phrases. Hello, I want to build bridge. <laughs> that, that's literally the phrase. That was really good. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was actually pretty good. Oh. I'm actually, you know, I did that, and I was like, wow, wait a minute. I did all the mocap for Tom Nook, so... You did all the vocab for all the oh, wow. Animal Crossing yeah, characters in the new did, game? Yeah. But, like, that's the phrase. What, what are you going to say? What are they going to say? Isabel doesn't say the same. She does the same. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same animalese. What are you... Animalese. What? What? What are we saying here? Imagine if Tom Nook just has, like, a very tired and depressed voice, like, Hello. 
You want to build a house? I just want to press the button and have it say, bitch, better have my money. <laughs> That's all I want. Oh, wait a minute. <gasps> what? Oh, never mind. I thought you could do it. So at the bottom, it says something about record your voice order. And it says if you have an e if you ever ordered it for record your voice, but now I'm upset because it's not that, and I would have a hundred percent been like, can you put some vile shit in this raccoon's body? <laughs> I know exactly what you would have put. Just yes, just some vile ass shit that somebody did. like. Oh my god, look at this build a bear, and they press the paw, and it's like raunchy. Where's my fucking money, bitch? And then they chases you around and breaks your ankles. <laughs> um. But if you didn't, uh, if you weren't able to grab these today, they are coming back. Um, the, I, th I think they said that, um, by June we're gonna get more of t at least Tom Nook and Isabel. I want them to go to more characters though. Yes, dude, they get a tangy one. We're buying them. Either tangy or punchy. I'll take one of those two. I, I think that eventually they should try and, you know, go, cast a very wide net. Get everyone in it. Get Cypress. Well, get... It's a lot. It's a lot. I, I yeah, understand lot it, but these are billion-dollar companies we're talking about, and people will buy it. Well, here's my thing. I think Let they me... care about us. <laughs> I'm trying to find the Build-A-Bear website. It's actually kind of hard. Um, is this it? Yes. So, like, if you go to Build-A-Bear's website, they actually do have other... Um, Nintendo crossovers. There are Pokemon ones on here. Yes, there okay, are. I don't know if they're right now, too. It does say Animal Crossing New Horizons is coming back, and you can sign up for a, uh, like, I guess, a restock notification. Um, where is... Can I just, I guess I just type in Pokemon? There's Pokemon. So, uh, the Pokemon, it, all of them you can, like, dress up, obviously. Like, they yeah. have little Team Rocket things. Uh, etc. etc. Little uh, Pokeball hoodie, but there's well, Pikachu with a citrus berry plush. Yeah. Yes, that's different. Yeah, they also I'm... have Snubble. They have a uh, little Pink Mew. They have Dragonite, which is a interesting choice. Like I, I don't hate it. Like I love Dragonite. Just I mean, why did they should have picked something small and cute? Dragonite's just hey now. I, I wonder if it's like a grown Wait, I Dragonite. Dragonite. I love Dragonite. Dragonite, awesome. imagine if it's a life-size Dragonite. I think what they're gonna do. So you got Pikachu, right? Which actually, this Pikachu looks a little fucked. If you look at the Pikachu, yeah. look at the Pikachu's face. It's a little fucked. Um, and they have uh... Eevee, which are like you know some of the most popular Pokemon. And then you have like Snubble, which is an interesting pick, as well as Dragonite, because like they're known and like they're. I mean, you know, they're popular, but not like. They wouldn't be if you're like, hey Nick, pick the four most popular Pokemon you could. I like, I wouldn't pick Dragonite and Snubble. Yeah, like, there'd be other ones I'd put in line in front of them. So I'm hoping maybe this is what they're doing with like Animal Crossing, where it's like, all right, you get Tom Nook and Isabel, and then for your other two supporting characters, you'll get like I don't know, you know, maybe some like lesser known villagers. There are bear villagers, and I feel like that was definitely a fuck up by them by not doing the bear villagers. Mm-hmm. Because they like Timmy and Tommy, it's like a set. Yeah, but there's a there's a bear villager specifically. I gotta find its name. And the Able Sisters. The Able Sisters. Uh, Stitches. So Stitches would have been a perfect bear for this. Yeah, literally. He's, he's literally a patchwork bear. He's a, he's is yeah. a builder bear. He literally. I'm posting it in our chat right now. Look at Stitches and tell me that wouldn't have been perfect. Yeah, I mean, like I, I agree. So I feel like there definitely should have been one bear inclusion. Uh, I would have voted Tutu because I love Tutu. Uh, she's great. Mm -hmm. um, also, There's so many villagers, man. Like I don't know all of them. It would have been cool if they're like, "Hey, can you stick a little amiibo disc in their asshole so I can scan them on my Switch?" That would have been cool. Just a little amiibo disc, Just right in their asshole. You're in there already. <laughs> Just throw it in there. That's all I'm asking. So, I don't know. Do, do you either of you want like if like I don't know if either of you would want Tom Nook or Isabel, but like if they put out like a different set of villagers, would either of you like buy in for it? Yeah, definitely. Um, if they put like a like I want the I forget what the owl in the yeah Blathers. I was Blathers. just Blathers. thinking oh, him. Yeah. I want a Blathers. Fuck so yeah. Bad. I want fuck yeah. I want Blathers. I, I want Brewster. Ah, uh, Brewster. Celeste, ah, oh, Celeste would be adorable. Yeah, Celeste yes. is my girl. I love Celeste. Celeste. Take my, take my wallet. Okay. 
the, the, um, there's a lot of characters that they can go to. Oh yeah. Uh, like Animal, Cro- Animal Crossing's really built like well for this because they have one, they have so many characters, they have a bunch of different types of animals. I don't know why they I guess that, like I hope they're just like testing the water, dipping their toes in. Yeah. And then they just open the floodgates and just be like, whatever character you want. Because yeah. that would be a lot very profitable for them because Literally, there's people, everyone loves a, a certain villager in Animal Crossing. I mean, here's the thing. My problem is they have three minions Build-A-Bears and only two Animal Crossings, and I would be willing to bet... Mm, actually, maybe I won't say that, because I, I was just about to say I'm willing to bet Animal Crossing is more popular than Minions, but Minions did get... Uh, yeah, no, like Mi- Minions is more popular, uh, Yeah, buddy. Funny little yellow guys. Um, and they got Deadpool ones for you, Jordan. There's one Deadpool bear. <laughs> they have a Deadpool bear? Yeah, why, a, do they have Deadpool? Uh, why do they advertise Deadpool to kids? He's I know, not right? for kids. Actually, when you click it, it says it's a restricted category for those 18 plus. There's an 18 plus section. What? Of and it's an uh, online exclusive Build-A-Bear as Panda Pool. He's cute. I like him. I'm not a Deadpool person, but like, he's look at him. And it's only $40. Look at it. Um, they also have, they have Girl Scouts of the USA. What the? What? Huh? Thin mints, coconut, caramel, treat. See, they have the good cookies as them. Um, so hopefully we'll get more from them in, in the future. I will say this rollout of these bears, a lot easier than getting the Sanrio cards from Target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you tell them. Yeah, no, Target fucked up. Um, so I know one person who was able to get a pack of cards. Really? Uh, the wow. rest of us uh, who actually got like the confirmation email that we got cards uh, got an email, I want to say, like an hour later. And uh, it said, hey, your order has been canceled. Oh, that sucks. And from what I can gather is that the cards were accidentally being put on sale in store. So, like, there was no, like, the like I had cards that were spoken for, then they accidentally sold those cards. And they can't get them back. And they can't fulfill the order because they've sold the cards. Oh, that's awful. They, so did they give you a coupon at least to compensate? No, nah, they were like, Well, we didn't charge you, so we're just not gonna charge you. That's pain. Like, uh, Disappointment. Pain. So yeah, pain, agony. Pain. But hopefully those will get restocked in like six years. Because that's usually how long they take to restock amiibo cards. Yeah. In <laughs> six years. Oh my god. They take they drag their ass. We just got a restock of like series one amiibo recently. I don't get it. Why don't they just, like... (sighs) Because Nintendo likes creating false scarcity, that's why. Yeah. That's the problem. Which is a a shame, you know? You'd expect a toy company to be a little bit better at that, you know? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I would hope so. I figured they would like money. Yeah, I know, right? No, they they don't charge it for a while. They make make them scarce so they can charge more for them. True. But they don't, though. They just stop selling them because they run out. Yeah. There's got to be someone on the inside buying them all and reselling them. I'm now, convinced. That would be like a, a conspiracy to end them all. Like, Nintendo is Dude, buying I'm up taking all the Nintendo gr- down. <laughs> They're buying up the entire black market and... Of and, Amiibos. And <laughs> they're not making any more so they can sell them at exorbitant prices. It's like when that one guy bought every single Rosalina when they first came out or whatever. Oh, yeah, he did. That was weird. Yeah. So. I wasn't around for that one. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a weird moment. This is one guy literally bought like every single Rosalina and he was oh, like, yeah. I'm not selling them. He's like, I just want them. They're mine. Nobody else. Nobody else. Right. No one else can have one. As I was saying, Joshua. We're here. Yes. Are you a Monster Hunter? Absolutely. I've been loving it so far, dude. I'm a big Monster Hunter fan for those who don't know. I've been playing Monster Hunter since the PSP days on Freedom Unite. So seeing Monster Hunter come up in the way it has in the past like few years with World being like one of their biggest releases and Rise also doing well. We're not going to talk about the movie, obviously, because... <laughs> oh my god, that was terrible. But, like, Monster Hunter Rise doing as well as it is. Like, Monster Hunter Rise has sold... 5 million copies in the first week. That is crazy. I've heard it's like 
it's weird because like we, we were just talking about Animal Crossing, but a lot of my friends are comparing Monster Hunter Rise to Animal Crossing because a lot of new people are getting into this game. Mm-hmm. And me personally, like the quality of life changes in this game are amazing. Like they've mm-hmm. they've taken all the good things from World, where like they had all like the features that kind of made it easier to track monsters where like you didn't have to wait a loading screen when you went to a different zone because that was a thing prior to world like in four on the switch when you went to a different zone you had to wait like three minutes for a loading screen for the environment to generate and rise like being on the same console like it's still on the switch it doesn't have that like loading problem where like you go to a different zone you gotta load it's just like world in the sense where it's like very open and very free and yeah I apologize. I'm just going off. No, you're good. No, you're good. That's fine. You're you're very you're a very passionate monster hunter. Love it. That's why I wanted to have you, have you on this week because uh the 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 newest one rise that just came out like you said is doing very well. Sold five million copies in the first week. Uh you were actually uh, I was watching you play this on Saturday night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was about to bring that up. We were we were playing it and. and I, I just wanted to say like the last time I saw a monster hunter on Switch, it was Generations. And I like I played. There's like a demo that came out for it, I think, and I tried it, and it was just like clunky dog shit to me because <laughs> it's like like you said, like all the loading screens and stuff. And while I'm not a huge fan of the series in general, I will say watching you play Rise, that game has taken a significant leap quality wise that I didn't expect it to take on the Switch. And um, I'm happy that it's doing very well because like. Even though I'm not a, a Monster Hunter fan, I'm a Capcom fan. So, like, Monster Hunter success being Capcom su- success makes me happy because then they can use that money on more riskier things like releasing a Battle Network collection, hopefully. Um, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so I'm happy with it. Happy yeah, with it. It like, so and good. being, like, playing Monster Hunter Rise, like, it's a lot more accessible for beginners, too. Like, mm-hmm. it one, it throws you right into the action and you don't have to do those gathering quests, the little, like, you gotta carry an egg to the thing and then the quest is done it throws you right into the action they give you some good weapons to start with and the whole new wire bug feature gives the game like some mobility that it never really had before like only insect glaive users which is like one of the weapons in the game could project themselves up in the air now that every single weapon can do it it makes for some creative movement some faster like gameplay because i feel like a lot of people didn't like monster hunter because it felt very like sluggish with some weapons like the great sword is a like a timed weapon where you have to like make sure you're timing it and just getting the perfect hit whereas like now like the great sword can be as mobile as the dual blades or the insect leave where you're just going around and it makes for like just fu- a funner experience too like a lot mm-hmm. of people i've been a group about this on facebook and everyone's like raving about it my own and like the cool thing about Rise is they didn't release all the content at once so we could all power through it. We're having an update later this month adding more monsters to the game. Mm-hmm. And the Monster Hunter like franchise is really good about these updates. Like this is a free title update. So like I know most games now have like DLC after DLC after DLC you have to pay for. Monster Hunter has always been really good about like giving out free DLCs. And like it's good to see a game that's still doing that, and especially like being Capcom, like Cap- like a big Capcom game, because mm-hmm. this game is huge in Japan. Yeah. Like, and Monster Hunter definitely was meant for like a more mobile and like it doing well on like PS4, Xbox, and PC. Rise, I've heard rumors that Rise is coming to PS, uh, to PC, not PS4. So, um, actually, yeah, that's true. Uh, Rise is coming to PC in early 2022, and I fully expect you to buy it again for the PC. By the way. Huh. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm buying it again. Because, like, it's the graphics for the Switch, like, be, coming from World on the PC, like, being, like, like, my PC is pretty strong, and it, like, just making the world beautiful. Like, it's not bad on the Switch. Like, it looks good. Granted, it's maybe, like, 30 frames. But, like, it's still, like, a great, like, experience. We were watch- When you were watching me play it on your TV, it still looked very lush. It still looked very good. Yeah. Close to the monsters, we could see, like, scale details and stuff. It and did. Like, it, it looked better than what I thought a Switch game would look like. Yeah, like, and I, I'm honestly like blown away by that. A lot of people in the community are like, "Oh, it's gonna look bad. I'm not playing Monster Hunter at like 30 frames on a, a stupid old Switch. Like, it's not like baby game. Like, but it actually is like doing really well and it's playing perfectly fine. I haven't run into any game breaking issues. My only like the only issue is like I'm burning through the content, so I'm waiting for this update. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, that's good. They're they're giving you all that free stuff to go through as well to you know give you more yeah. to explore in in the game. Um, we love free content. And then, like you were saying, like you're enjoying it a lot. Like most pe- like places are are giving it a a really good score. Like yeah, you spot nine. nine out of ten. Yeah, nines, tens. So. Well, that's good. I'm happy. And then uh, there's that other Monster Hunter actually coming to the Switch and PC this July. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories. Did you ever play a game in that series, the story series? I didn't play the story series, but I am excited for this one because it does look interesting where it like goes more in depth. Because Monster Hunter, like you can really chalk up any Monster Hunter game to just being like, all right, bro, there's this one monster. Nobody in the village can kill it. You got this? and then yeah. you kill it and then then the chief's like bro you won't believe this bro so like you know that last monster that you just chalked up like real easy yeah we got another one who's even stronger bro this is the strongest monster we ever seen and then you kill that monster and then it's just like bro you won't believe it <laughs> you know that last monster you killed yeah now there's an even stronger one like <laughs> and it keeps going like that until it's like hey man i know you just killed all these really hard monsters but we have a literal god Oh we need you to we need you to go uh beat that man up i know you died like twice last time but i think you got it like and the thing is like everyone else in the village is like yeah we did great when you're just carrying the team on your back <laughs> but i think monster hunter stories like it's good to give like the franchise like some kind of like humanity in terms of like your hunter because your hunter is like normally a very stoic quiet character and that's another thing about rise too um your character can actually have voice like and talk like they'll they'll say little things like oh i'm sharpening my sword but like those little features kind of humanize your character to not just make them like monsters like goblin slayer pretty much like mm-hmm. but yeah nah i'm excited for stories too i'm probably gonna grab that as well nice um i just say I, we're probably gonna go a little bit out of order here because i think we're already talking about big monsters uh so, do you want to talk about uh, Godzilla versus Kong a little bit? A little, yeah. bit, a little bit. They're big monsters. Uh, so just because oh, I don't want to do too many spoilers or really any spoiler stuff because I don't want to ruin it for for Jordan. Even though it is kind of just like brain dead monster movie, like there's still like some cool reveals in it that I don't want to like talk about because you don't want to ruin spoilers. the experience for others. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, overall, how'd you like it? I really enjoyed the movie, you know, like you, you do have to take it for what it is, you know, like the human characters are just ass. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's only like maybe one or two good ones ever. Um, but like the fighting in that movie, I loved it felt great. Every single fight was just awesome. And oh, that's yeah. like that's what you should aim for in like a movie of this nature. Like the fighting was great. I don't want to say any spoilers, but yo, when King Kong punched Godzilla in the fucking face, I, I feel like that's not a spoiler. I feel like Jordan probably expected that at some point Godzilla got punched in the face. Bro, it's what? just like the way King Kong like squares up like an actual human being. <laughs> like I've seen people get punched in the face like that before, like uh, like in real life, and just like seeing like yeah. like King Kong punch Godzilla like that. Like not only was I dying like of laughter but it also just felt right like it felt yeah it felt like it was really well done the cg in that movie was so good and the fights were like they weren't your typical like big monster fights they had taken interesting turns which is honestly they making out right that was really weird oh yeah dude uh i don't know if i downloaded it Ill- i downloaded it illegally and i i think i got the wrong one <laughs> but uh yeah nah i can't say who who came out on top but they both came Also, yeah, Jordan, I'm sorry for the mild spoiler. Uh, Godzilla does get punched in the face. What? Were you expecting that? Uh, no. Not in, a, not in a fight movie between Giant Monkey and Big Lizard? Wait, th- it's not a rom-com? No! That explains a lot. Have you, um... Have you, either of you, seen the other movies in, like, the... Like, uh, like the Kong Skull Island movie, or... The other two, or not the other two Godzilla. Oh yeah, yeah, the the original two Godzilla movies that like they came out with like recently. There was like with Brian Cranston and Billy Bobby Brown. Nope, I no? don't think so. I've seen other Godzilla oh, movies. I know that much. I 
So for both of you, Josh, since you have now seen the movie, and Jordan, for you who hasn't seen the movie, bare minimum, this so Kong versus Godzilla focuses heavily a lot more on uh, Kong versus Godzilla, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and a lot of stuff that gets introduced in Kong Skull Island is kind of referenced in in this movie as well. Mm. I cannot recommend Kong Skull Island enough as in, in general a movie first off it's a very good movie um because we were talking about how like the human characters in these movies kind of suck usually uh not the case for kong skull island they are they are quite good and just as a king kong movie in general one of my favorites and i'm a i'm a huge fan surprise surprise to hear this or not i love the peter jackson king kong i think that's great but like skull island to me is probably like my favorite king kong movie that is out like ever, gotcha. Uh, it also has uh, John C. Riley in it, and that makes me excited because I love when he gets like more serious roles. Because I look at him and like, you look like an <laughs> idiot, and then he's like a serious role, <laughs> and he's good in those serious roles. Yeah. So. so that's your homework before you watch it. And now, Josh, that you have watched watched it, I need you to both go watch Kong Skull Island and tell me what you think about that. Oh, I I'll find whatever streaming sure, service yes, is sir. on. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's good it's good uh source framework for what they talk about in that movie. So like Josh, you'll watch Skull Island and be like, oh, that's what they were talking about. And then Jordan, when you watch it and then you watch Big Monkey versus Big Lizard, you'll be like, Oh, I just watched this. They were talking about that. I understand. Yeah. So Monkey Together. Stronger. stronger. <laughs> Where banana. Where bandanda. Um I like the movie a lot too, as well. Um, I watched it yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday was Monday. Yes, I watched it yesterday. Um, and I pretty much have the same feelings as you. the The fights were great. Uh, seeing Godzilla or uh, King Kong just take take the arm back and just give uh, Godzilla the business was funny. In that one scene, because like you said, it was like he was literally squaring up with a man. Um, and the fight scenes were great, and yeah, no, loved loved all of it. I loved uh, some stuff I can't talk about as well, because uh, they did a lot of cool shit. And I liked how in this movie they they reference the older movies, like the the original Godzilla and King, because there's another Kong versus Godzilla movie, and that was made like decades ago, and like they kind of reference how these two have been fighting forever. And, like, I really like how it calls back to all of the classic movies. Because, like, those movies in and of themselves aren't really tied together. But this kind of serves as a way to be like, yo, they they know who each other are. They've seen each other before. They they go to the same school and they look at each other in the hallway at 7 o'clock and just start fighting against the lockers. So, it's a good movie. Check it out. Uh, I will also say this, too, just as a, a general comment. Mm-hmm. Uh... It did very well in theaters. <laughs> like, people actually went out to theaters to see this. Bro, I really wanted to go out, like, all of us go out to movie theaters in monkey costumes and just <laughs> bang on our chest whenever Kong started winning the fights. Dude, oh I really wanted God. to do that, you know? I'm kind of upset that we didn't. Yeah. But the opportunity is still there. Let's just rent out the whole theater and just go in monkey suits. Hell yeah. yeah. We could do that. Uh, so just for... Because, Jordan, I know you're a film guy. Um... Kong made Kong vs. Godzilla made in its f- first five day period, uh, just shy of forty nine million. Which is very impressive. Which is impressive, like I said, because we're in the middle of a panorama. Yes. And, and that's uh, just in the U.S. We're in the middle of the Panera US. Bread. Yeah, we're in the middle of Panera Bread. In international markets, it's in its second week. It has uh, made seventy six point one million, and in total, at, at, at this time, it's made around two hundred eighty five million dollars, which. This time last year, theaters were hemorrhaging money. So, yeah, and also um, you know, it's Godzilla vs Kong. So you know, you you already have like a window of what to expect. Yeah, and I think it. I I don't know if this is just because it's the first like I think it's the first like big movie back. Everyone was like, "Oh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. That's gonna be the first big movie back." No. Nope. Cr- I, I think Christopher Nolan is so overrated, he, but I'm not going to get into that right now. We're talking monkey versus lizard. Yes. So okay, I think this is lizard. the first 
movie that like literally anyone can go see. You don't need it's not Christopher Nolan where it's super highbrow and you know it, it's it's monkey versus lizard. Anyone can go see that and anybody can have a good time. So I think uh you know it it, it was a good good timing for this one to hit the theaters. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree too. Like it, it, this is a movie where you don't need even need like context to see. It's not like like the kids can enjoy it because you know monkey versus lizard. Yeah. I enjoy it because it's monkey v lizard. And, like, you know, the parents enjoy it because it's also Monkey v. Lizard. Like, you really can't go wrong with the Monkey v. Lizard recipe. You can't. And, you know, there will be some adults that get into the whole, you know, whatever Nick was talking about where they mentioned it in Skull Island, whatever socioeconomic, political, geopolitical nonsense is going on in this world. Yeah. People will still get into that, too. But it's Monkey v. Lizard. I went there for Monkey v. Lizard, and I got it's, Monkey v. Lizard. Bitch, I got it. And that's all I care about. Heck yeah, man. You guys want to talk about another movie? Let's do it. Unfortunately, I'm not looking forward to this. Oh, so, you're not? <laughs> Borderlands. Borderlands. Uh, another cast member was announced for the Borderlands movie today. Edgar Ramirez, who I don't know who that is at all. Uh, looks like what else has he done? What else has he done? Uh, where his there's his IMBD. Uh, he's known for oh no, uh, there's four things here. Uh, nope, nope, interesting. Nope. He has not done anything. <laughs> he lived well, one he, year in Austria. It seems like he has kind of made his money or I made his killing in like latin media per se or like spanish you know like uh, seems like spanish movies and uh here we go here the movie various oh he's in Uh, zero dark 30 okay i haven't seen that but i heard a good thing uh zero dark 30 Ah, he he was also in born ultimatum and tv uh nope none of these are the so he uh, got announced today for the Borderlands movie. He is going to play the CEO of Atlas Corporation. Um, and the Atlas Corporation in the first game was the overarching evil corporation. Um, but as the plot details were revealed today, uh, this game is different. This movie is different from the game. And even, uh, what's his name, Randy Bitchford himself, and I call him Bitchford because he doesn't pay anybody, Um announced that there's a difference between the game universe and the movie universe so the stories are going to basically not be the same and they're going to split off for creative freedom so like you're going to have the same kind of group of characters interacting but it's not going to be in the way that you remember it in the game it's not going to be a copy paste of the game and i don't know how i feel about that Uh, so explain more what makes you weary well, like, here's here's my problem. What What's the biggest reason why most people don't like video game movies? Because they're bad and they don't depict what actually happens in the video game. Exactly. Most video games don't stay true to the source material. And most of the time, that, that makes them bad. I wouldn't... I would argue that that's not what's made video game movies bad. But what, there, what there are... What would you say makes video game movies bad? The fact that they're trying too hard to kind of thread the line. I think having the clear decision of like, all right, we're telling our own story. I think that'll help it a lot because then it's not trying to follow anywhere near the same pacing as the game. It can do its own pacing and its own like the bigger thing uh, in regards to when people are like, it doesn't stay true to the story or whatever what they're really upset about is that there are things that have to be cut because you know that that that's how these things work you can't turn borderlands which is what like a, a 30 hour story maybe 40 yeah hours. i was about to say yeah, like, yeah, you're right that's that's 100 true I agree with you're that. right in that sense and i i get what you're saying but the problem is too is like like you said it's a, it's a thin line because if you remember the mario brothers movie the infamous mario brothers movie the thin line there is between Goombas yes. being little muffin people and then also being giant turtle-like <laughs> creatures in really big suits. 
Yes, but so, I, like, that's I, the problem. That, You're calling that, that a the, Goomba. That is the not. exception, not the norm of what has happened in is history. It yes, because a lot, know. a lot more video game movies have just been mediocre like that. Where, like the Mortal Kombat movies, like they're, they 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 take some be. creative liberties, but not nowhere yeah. like the Mario Bros did. Um, so I'm just gonna read you the the general plot real quick. Uh, so. It follows Lilith, who is being played by Kate Blanchett, who returns to Pandora to find the missing daughter of Atlas. She teams up with Roland, who is played by Kevin Hart, a former mercenary, on her quest. Along the way, Lilith and Roland meet up with Tiny Tina, played by Ariana Greenblatt. Uh, Krieg, who is played by Frank. Florian Montigny. Patricia Tannis, who is played by Jamie Lee Curtis. And Claptrap, who is being... I want to say voiced by Jack Black, but also part of me hopes that it's just Jack Black in like claptrap colored armor running around. That would be Imagine so funny. it's like him in like a like cardboard box. Yes. <laughs> Arms yes. out, head like poking through the bottom. He's like, hey, it's me, claptrap. <laughs> uh, these unlikely heroes must battle alien monsters and dangerous bandits to find and protect the missing girl who may hold the key to unimaginable power. Uh, the fate of the universe could be in their hands, but they'll be fighting for something more, each other. Whoa. My thing I already don't like about this is that it, like, I'm glad they established that this wasn't a part of the original game because I'm a I'm pretty big fan of Borderlands games, yeah. all of them. All, even 3, Same. despite 3 not having, like, not being as good as 2. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that they have Tiny Tina and Craig, like, already introduced when they're, like, Craig is a Borderlands 2 character. I don't remember if Tiny Tina's a Borderlands 1 Yeah, character. Tiny Tina... I think she's so Borderlands 1. Tiny Tina one. and Craig uh, were introduced in Borderlands 2. Uh, Lilith and Roland are from Borderlands 1. Same with Tannis and Claptrap. Yes. But, like... And if you want to get technical about it, by the time Craig was added to Borderlands 2, Roland was already dead. Yeah, game. exactly. So I'm like... sorry, spoilers, that game is from the PS3, so... Yeah, like, um, that. that's just kind of what, like, throws me, like, I'm very gonna be wary watching this. I, it meant, like, them telling a completely different story with the characters, it, that's perfectly fine, you know? Like, yeah. Movies are gonna do that regardless, and I'm glad they established that instead of saying, oh, we're gonna do an exact representation of the game, because, one, that would be kind of lame, because, you know, like, like, trying to pack, like Jordan said, trying to pack 30 hours of content into two yeah. hours, there's gonna be some obvious cut, I, and it's just going to be very messy of a story. Mm -hmm. like with this at least they're separating it but I don't like there's just some things as a fan of the game that's, that are going to be hard for me to look over like these details and sh stuff I like that I think what they're doing is they're combining a little bit from Borderlands 1 and a little bit from Borderlands 2 and kind of spinning it differently so like so you got the characters from, from Borderlands 1 Lilith and Roland and you got the characters from Borderlands 2 Krieg and Tiny Tina and the line that tips me off to this the most is that you're trying to find the missing girl who is the daughter of the CEO of the Atlas Corporation, who may hold the key to unimaginable power. And if you've played Borderlands, you know in the past that typically it's probably going to be a vault key. Because when they talk about a key to unimaginable power, it's a vault that's locked up and it's always been a monster. So my guess is that Atlas's daughter is a siren who has the power to energize a vault key and open a vault that has all the shit in it, and it's going to be a big monster, and they're all going to fight, and blah, 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 blah. So that's pretty much how Borderlands stories always go, is there's always a, a vault to open up, and they open the vault, and they're like, oh, shit, it wasn't fame and fortune, it was big monster. And then you got to kill it. It's monkey. Big monkey. But um, I, I would like to momentarily bring up that y'all are... A very pigeonhole between Borderlands 1 and 2. Let's not forget that they had the pre-sequel as well. So there is like an avenue in between the two games where they all kind of fit in. Tiny Tina is in the pre-sequel. Nobody talks about this. Nobody talks about that game. You are for, right. For I, good like, reason. I played part of the pre-sequel, but I never fully finished it because like... I just didn't like the mechanics of the game, so I didn't get the full story. So, I mean, there's yeah. that, but, like, Craig being introduced, you know, like, that's a little weird. I don't know if Craig is in pre-sequel. Let me see. 
Because um, Craig, Craig technically comes in the beginning of Borderlands. So yeah, no, he's just in Borderlands two and three. You remember his trailer? That his um, trailer is when they uh they're on the train and shit. Craig joins. Like yeah. they, he sees the siren. He um, jumps on the train with them. My thing is yeah, nobody talked about pre-sequel because that's just basically pick clap trap and rent and, and win. Uh cause he uh in in his design is just broken and is resistant to a lot of the issues that you can face in that game because like, oh my god, I don't have any air. Just kidding, I'm a robot. Um so yeah, I don't know. I mean like I, I want to watch it just out of curiosity at this point. Oh that's that's exactly why I'm going to watch it. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be something I'm going to absolutely hate or I'm gonna say it's mediocre. I don't expect it to be good. If I'm being 100 percent honest, that may just be a very cynical of me. Um, I don't think it's cyn- don't, that cynical at all. It's being realistic because, like, video yeah. game movies have been butchered. Like we just talked about earlier, how the Monster Hunter movie was just <clears throat> the best thing about the Monster Hunter movie was like the monsters be- being able to see them like designed like that, and just like it's just great to see like that on a big screen. But everything else about the movie was terrible. Yeah. And with this, a lot of people are going to be like, it's, it's exciting to see Borderlands on this, like a big screen, but mm. I, don't I know, just Googled man. out of curiosity. Uh, Roland is five foot 11. Kevin Hart is five foot two. Yeah. That's going to be <laughs> movie, also, movie magic. Real quick. Kind of weird. Uh, when you Google Kevin Hart height, at the bottom it says people also search for Danny DeVito and Nico <laughs> Parrish and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, poor, also, poor if any of you were curious, Danny DeVito is 4'10". That is a small man. That makes me feel good about myself, being a short guy. Being a little dude, you know, 5'6". Is... Yeah. I got to look up Kevin for Hart. I'm taller than Kevin Hart. Taller than Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Billionaire Kevin Hart. I hate knocking like movie castings that I can't come up with a better one for. Cause like, I don't like Kevin Hart as Roland, but like at the same time, I don't have anybody to put up in that place. You see like Kevin yeah. Hart can put like, I can see his like face kind of resembling Roland's. That's why I'm yeah. not upset about it. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Cause Kevin Hart is like, a comedian like great he's an actor he's played some serious roles i just don't want him to like because roland's not a funny character that's yeah that's he's more not... awkward than anything yeah he's very awkward and he's very like stoic whereas like you don't have like a clap track who's uh just comic relief or like yeah. a mordecai who's funny and that, that that pisses me off too that mordecai isn't in this movie oh yeah mordecai's great Mordecai, like, Mordecai would have been way better than Craig. And I like Craig, like, but he's, like, Craig is also, like, a almost a comic relief character because he puts you, like, inside the mind of a psycho and he just, like, says batshit crazy shit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, and I feel like that's going to be, like, partly, partially his role. He's probably going to be, like, saying batshit crazy shit. He's going to come clutch in the end. And, yeah. And clap track. I mean, I love Jack Black. Don't get it wrong. But I don't, I'm not sure about this one. Like, you don't need, like, superstars to play, like, roles in movies. Like, they could have gotten... Because Claptrap, like, chances are they're probably going to CG him. They could have had the original voice actor do it, and it would have been, like... Not- well, the original One. voice actor for Claptrap is never going to work for Gearbox again because they didn't pay him. They never paid him? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> there was payment disputes. Oh. Oh. Dang. Mm-hmm. Um, well... They could well, have the had voice actor for three is different. If you uh, paid attention, he's slightly different sounding. Yeah, I mean, like, or at least like a claptrap voice actor. They could have put yeah. him in there, and like they it would have sounded, it would have sounded a lot more genuine. Because I don't know how like they're gonna do Jack Black as a claptrap because he has such a claptrap has a specific voice, and Jack Black is Jack Black. Yeah. Jack Black is Jack. Yes, <laughs> he 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 has a very distinct voice. He is Jack Black. 
I mean, he's never he's never had to change it before, so we'll I get we'll see if he keeps that that bassiness to his voice because Claptrap has no bass in his voice whatsoever. Yeah, Claptrap's supposed to sound like a scared little robot. I can't imagine Jack Black sounding like a scared little robot. Yeah, true. He because he has a high pitched voice too. I don't know. We'll have to see when it comes. He, he'll be able to like... hit the high notes, but. Yeah, you know, it, it, it'll be like a, it'll, it'll just be a different key. So yeah. it'll feel a little weird, slightly different, slightly odd. Well, hopefully, hopefully we're all wrong. You know, like yeah. I'd rather be wrong than be right in these situations where I'm just shitting on a movie before I even like seen it. I mean, we always we just show Monster Hunter movie all we want, even though I haven't seen that. I just know it's bad. Uh, uh yeah, it's bad. Don't do it. It, it, um, it says a lot that the best video game movie is the the Angry Birds movie. Hmm. And, and you can't. You, I don't know, dude. Sonic. The Sonic I movie was good. pretty good. Okay, Sonic I just I I forgot that Sonic happened. I did not see that one yet. But still, that that's our top two. The the Sonic the Sonic that the internet bullied into making remaking an Angry yes. Birds. Yes. That's the and that's the reason why Sonic was good because they. Freaking listen to us. <laughs> they got bullied. <laughs> Bully them. Bull- bullying really did uh, lead to some character growth. Dude, pe- people could shit on bullying, but sometimes you just gotta bully people. <laughs> Especially like Hollywood. You just gotta bully Hollywood. Bully the millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> Eat the rich. Um. So that's everything we had on the, the list to, to talk about this week. Um, did either of you want to bring up anything at all? Anything else you wanted to talk about uh, at all? No. No? We covered all bases here, baby. I gotcha. I am going to say a little something for, for the listeners. Um, this past month... No, sorry. That would have been the 5th. Uh, this past Thursday, April 1st, uh, for those of you who don't know, was the official two-year anniversary of Bento Box Gaming. Uh, we held our first tournament April 1st of 2019 at Double Nickel Brewery and have been going since. Um, now, we've operated more online than we have offline at this point because uh, around uh, this time last year when we went into quarantine. Give it up for and, one year of COVID, baby. Yeah, give it up. Give it up. So we could never do our one-year party. Obviously, can't do a two-year party. Um, so that means we just got to rock harder for whenever we can actually do it. But um, just from my own personal experiences from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate everybody's love and support over the past couple of years. Um, I've met so many genuinely amazing people because of this, and I wasn't expecting that. Um, like, just the amount of people that have come out and just played Smash Ultimate with us and have been to our like other tournaments that we've run at TAP, uh, we had one at J One Con, um, stuff of that nature. Like, if you ever come out and had supported us at a tournament, like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, you keep me going. <laughs> and uh, even if you haven't been out to a tournament and you just, you know, watch our vods or listen to this podcast or just support us from afar, like, again, can't thank you enough. This is a thing that myself and everybody else involved have been striving for for a very long time and we can't honestly fathom the the all the positive support that we've gotten so far so like from the bottom of my own heart thank you very much i love you all and i hope you stay with us as we continue moving on in the years ahead hopefully we'll be able to do in-person events again soon um but uh yeah i miss you all and hopefully i can see you all very soon again and get uh, drunk and T.O. Smash Tournament at the brewery again. Hell so, yeah. You making me cry, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Reset the mood. Bada bing. Bada boom. Alright, so we're going to wrap up for for this week. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for, for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed your time. Oh, and it's a pleasure, and uh, trust me, I had fun. It was great talking. Um, you're You're always welcome here. Uh, where can the people find you, Josh, if they want to follow you on the socials? All right. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at notjsh. So N-O-T-J-S-H. 
My Twitter is at Polo Jean Shorts. I do plan on streaming in the future. I'm still working out the wrinkles, so I will be on Twitch at Polo Jean Short. Polo Jean Shorts was taken, and I can't find who did it. So I have Polo Jean Short. No S at the end. But yeah. Eat pet. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do plan on streaming soon. Hopefully people can come out, hang out, and just have a good time. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for, for joining us. Thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, of course. Jordan. Where can these beautiful people find you at? You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch at Jordan Malik, J-O-R-D-O-N-M-A-L-I-C-K. Fantastic. Now I get to run through both mine and Bento socials. You can find Bento Box Gaming on your social media platform of choice, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, what have you, uh, at Bento B Gaming. Um, Bento Box Gaming on Facebook, Bento Box Gaming on Instagram. You can email us at bentobgaming at gmail.com. Feel free to message in questions, comments, concerns, feedback. Always take feedback. Uh, always po- Feedback's always positive, even if it's negative, if that makes sense. Uh, gives us a chance to, to work on anything if we're doing something wrong. Uh, please share this podcast with a friend if you're enjoying this. Uh, would really help us out. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the mechanic at T H E M E C H A N I C K. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash BB underscore pepperoni chan. Uh, I stream Apex mostly, and I'll probably be going back to doing that at some point this week, hopefully. I've kind of fallen off, but it's okay. Uh, I think that's everything. Oh, no, that's not. Thank you, Danger Wolf for creating our intro and outro song please check them out on youtube and soundcloud support the boy please check out danger wolf please Please check them out amazing person yes good friend of the show maybe we'll have him on at some point too actually uh because he's a huge game nerd as well uh but until next week join us where jordan josh and i go on a monster hunter trip to find more animal crossing build-a-bears Have a good week, everybody. Bye.